Hey, Podcast Babe. Welcome to Season 7 of the Podcast Babe's podcast. Get ready for inspiring interviews with female podcasters and a bite-sized podcast hack episode every Monday. If you want to learn more about podcast monetization or if you're ready to outsource podcast management, be sure to check out our website, thepodcastbase.com. You can find everything there from our current pricing packages, more information about the podcast base, previous episodes. It's all there. Okay, so now let's go into today's episode. Hello, podcast babes. Welcome to a new episode, a new interview episode. Today, I'm here with Louise Shanahan, and she is a podcaster, of course. Her podcast is called the 15-Minute Freelancer Podcast. She is also a freelance health and medical copywriter at The Copy Prescription, and she is here to share more about her podcast journey, about how she started it. She has a really interesting format for the podcast that is a little bit different, and I think that is super interesting to hear more about that, how she came up with that, and how her podcasting journey is going. I saw that 15-minute freelancer podcast is already 60 episodes in, Louise. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, first of all, welcome to the show. I thank don't want so to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's lovely to be here. I'm excited to chat about this. Honestly, I could talk about podcasting all day. So yeah, let's dive in. Cool. That sounds good. Me too. <laughs> so I think we'll have a lot to talk about. So I think first things first, 15-minute freelancer. What is it exactly? So 15-minute freelancer, it's kind of what it says on the tin. It's a 15-minute episode. Each episode is just 15 minutes. Well, sometimes we go a little bit longer, maybe 16 or 17. But the aim is 15-minute episodes. And I talk about freelancing. So it's a mixture of interview episodes and solo episodes where I kind of pull back the curtain on how I run my freelance business and how my guests, who are also freelancers, tackle particular challenges or have expert advice to share on specific topics in their business. So the goal is really to share information about freelancing, how to build a freelance business that works for you. Just hear a little bit of the behind the scenes stories about what other freelancers are doing so that we can all build a business that works for us. So that's kind of the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sounds really interesting and really, really valuable. So it's usually 15 minutes, you know, mm -hmm. you mentioned sometimes it's 16, sometimes it's 17 minutes, but usually it's 15 minutes. Why did you decide to go for that specific format? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to start a podcast about freelancing, but the freelance podcasting scene was already pretty packed with some amazing shows. So I was kind of thinking, why would anyone want to hear from me? Do I have something else to add here? And I didn't want to, and I, and I couldn't really, I was brand new. I couldn't really compete with those very well established podcasts. So I asked myself, what can I do differently? Is there maybe a gap somewhere that I could fill? And it seemed to me that the shorter bite-sized episodes might be a good way to go. I saw a lot of podcasts that were about the 45 minutes or hour long length with interviews where freelancers would maybe share about how they got started, how they grew their business and that kind of thing. So it's kind of a sort of chronological interview type of approach. So I thought, well, I'll try a shorter form format with just 15 minutes and that will be a way for me to differentiate myself from what those longer ones are doing. And I did a bit of market research as well. I asked around in my community and I found that people seem to like the idea of shorter episodes that they could just enjoy over a coffee break or maybe when they were driving to pick the kids up from school or doing their dishes or something like that. And I also thought that 
15 minutes would be a bit easier for me to produce as well and commit to consistently. So that would lower the barrier to entry for me to get started because I didn't know anything about podcasting. This was something that I was just starting as a bit of fun. And I thought, yeah, this will be fine. I'll just sit down for 15 minutes a week and hit record. Of course, as you know, <laughs> it doesn't work quite like that. It still takes <laughs> quite a bit longer than 15 minutes to produce these episodes. But yeah, that was my thinking to maybe try and do something a bit different and lower the barrier to entry for me to actually produce something. And I think it's worked really well. I do get a lot of feedback from people saying that they like the shorter format. So that's been really encouraging. Yeah, awesome. And I think it's so smart. When there's already big players in the market, you can still be different. Just find one thing that's going to be different. Well, I think as a podcaster, first of all, you are different. Like you as a host are your like your personality is already something that differentiates you from other podcasters mm. but then also like okay like usually episodes are quite long then I'm gonna do short episodes I think that's so smart and then the market is also never too saturated probably because there's always demand for something else you know you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah so then you mentioned also when you started your podcast you wanted to make the barrier of entry a little bit smaller for you how was that to start the podcast it was you already mentioned also it was more work than you thought <laughs> but can you take us through that first like producing those first initial few episodes yeah so the reason that I started the podcast this was back in January 2021 and we were just heading into another lockdown because of the COVID-19 pandemic And, you know, it was really long, dark days and I kind of needed a project just to sort of keep me motivated and give me something to do, really. And I'd been a huge fan of podcasts. I wanted to learn more about it. So it always kind of been on my to-do list. And I thought, okay, this is the fun project that I'm going to use this extra time where I'm kind of stuck indoors. This is what I'm going to do. And I was also seeing a lot of advice to freelancers. You know, there's so many great resources out there. But I did feel, like you were saying, I did feel like I've got a different perspective to offer on some of this. And I was also getting lots of DMs from other freelancers in my community and some similar issues were coming up. So I thought maybe this is a way to just kind of share my thoughts on these issues so that I've got somewhere to send people to and I can share my experience of freelancing. So when I was getting started, I wanted to make it as easy as possible so it would stay fun and it'd be easier for me to stay consistent if I was enjoying it. So I committed, first of all, just to doing six episodes. And I thought, I'll do six and I'll see how I feel. I knew that if I just started off doing one or two episodes, then that wouldn't necessarily be a great reflection of the podcasting experience because maybe I'd really enjoy it and it would be a novelty. And, you know, later on, I might find that I wasn't enjoying it so much. Equally, I didn't want to make a rod for my back by committing to making it a weekly podcast right from the start. So I thought, I'll just do six and I'll see how I get on and then I'll take stock. So when it came to actually getting started and recording, you know, as I say, I'd gone through that thought process of thinking about what my format was going to be. And I basically just Googled how to start a podcast. And I found someone who had a PDF, which set out their exact setup. And I basically just copied that exactly. So I used GarageBand to record the solo episodes and Zencaster for the interviews. And now I have an editor to help me edit the interviews, but the solo ones I do myself. And that's been a massive help. So yeah, when I was starting out, I thought I want to do a mix of solo episodes and interviews, partly to keep it interesting for myself and not to put too much pressure on myself to always have something to say or to always have to have an interesting guest lined up. So 
Yeah, I think that's really how I got started. Just like keep it simple, not overthink it. But I did have a bit of a strategy about how I would try and keep it easy for myself. Right. Yeah. And I think starting like committing to six episodes is such a good way to get started because like you said, it's not just the shiny objects syndrome Mm. of the first two episodes, maybe because after six episodes, that's probably over. Did you look at any metrics or anything after these six episodes or how did you decide that you wanted to keep going? I didn't really look at any metrics. To be honest, I found it quite tricky to make sense of some of the information out there. It seemed like you have this information on Spotify, you've got information on Apple. What does it all mean? So I thought six episodes is not enough to really make any decisions based on the number of downloads or anything like that. Although I have to say the platform that I use to upload my and host my podcast is Buzzsprout and they're the stats and the information that they provide you is really clear and really easy to understand. So that is very useful. But generally, my kind of success measures, I suppose, for those first six episodes were, was I enjoying it? Were people listening to it? Was I getting any feedback? And I was, I got some really good feedback off those first six episodes. And so I think that was just motivation enough to keep going. I love that. And I totally agree with you. Six episodes. I hear a lot of podcasters who after six or 10 episodes or maybe even 15 20 episodes are disappointed with the downloads that they're getting Mm -hmm. but it's really early to draw any conclusions from the data that you have at that point so I think it's actually a really smart move to just see how do you like it do you Mm -hmm. see yourself committing to this more so after six episodes did you then commit to weekly episodes until it was not fun anymore (laughs) or, or did you set another goal for yourself Uh, After that point, I did, yeah, my plan at that point was to keep doing weekly episodes, but I wasn't too rigid about it. I maybe missed one or two here and there. But yeah, I think the goal was just to keep going as long as it was fun. And it started to get momentum. You know, originally, most of the episodes were solo episodes where I might talk about different ways to find clients, or here's exactly what I include in my proposal, or here's a mindset challenge that I've been having. So I was focusing on that kind of how-to tactical stuff. And some episodes were also more like a journal or a blog post where I was reflecting on something that had been on my mind that week that I thought might be interesting for other people to hear. As I continued and I had a bit more momentum and I felt a bit more confident in it, I started reaching out to freelancers that I knew to invite them to come on and chat about their experiences too. And then obviously, again, as even more momentum was building up, people started reaching out to me to see if they could come on the podcast and talk about something that was important to them that they thought would be interesting for the audience. So after a while, it started to sort of take on a life of its own, I would say. (laughs) So yeah, it was easier to keep the momentum going at that point. So would you say then the thing that started that momentum is that mostly just the guests and the guests sharing it with their audience and or is there anything else that you think that really got that like initial growth going Mm. I think it's probably a mix of things I think certainly having guests on especially guests with larger audiences I can definitely see a spike in the number of downloads for those episodes and then for the ones after that that's obviously driving some of the growth But I think as well with the solo episodes, I think people like that sort of more sort of chilled out feeling. And for me personally, I just think that as I found it easier, it hasn't felt like less of a, oh, I have to psych myself up to sit behind the mic and do this. You know, it's it's just easier for me to get started and hit record. But I think that makes a lot of sense because 
If you don't know what to talk about anymore, bringing guests on is awesome because the guest brings the topic. So mm. you never have to think about what am I going to talk about in this episode. It's just a conversation at that point, right? Yeah, exactly. Another thing that I would add to that is once I started working with a professional podcast editor and I started getting my virtual assistant to help with the show notes and the transcripts and things like that, that made a huge difference as well because that just made it, the whole production process so much easier. I still do the editing of the solo episodes myself because I, I kind of enjoy that and it doesn't take too long. But that made a huge difference because editing the interviews I find quite tricky. Again, I'm just completely self-taught, so I didn't really know what I was doing. So having this sort of little team helping out makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Also makes it more enjoyable, probably. I mean, if I just look at my own podcast production process, then if I would have to edit and write show notes and do like everything, I mean, it takes a village. <laughs> mm, yeah. All podcasters here, so you probably all know that. And getting the help that you need to keep it fun, I think, is also actually a really good way to make sure that you can keep doing it. Yeah, definitely. Because it is a quite a bit of work. So that is something that you changed from when you started, that you got your VA and your editor to help you. Is there anything else that you changed or improved in the last 60 episodes that you created for the podcast? I don't know that there is much that I've changed really apart from trying to be a bit more organized with that process I would say the biggest challenge has been staying consistent and not getting in not falling into the trap of just recording week by week I always mean to batch record so that I've got a few episodes lined up in advance and you know that would definitely be my advice but I'm sure as many of your listeners will be familiar with that's not always possible <laughs> so yeah sometimes I do find myself feeling like oh I need to get more episodes in the bag so I could be a bit more strategic about how I'm sharing them and marketing them and things like that so that's something that I'm trying to work on at the moment okay yeah that makes absolutely makes a lot of sense thank you so much for sharing that also what you're working on now because it is an ongoing process right there is always something to tweak something to improve and something to also probably like ways to make it easier for you to keep going without having to burn yourself out. I think that makes total sense. So Louise, what did the podcast do for your freelance business? I'm curious, did it do anything? Like, did you see any effect in like more clients or networking or what result did the podcast give you? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I would say it's kind of unclear what the direct effect on my business is. Yeah, so the interesting thing about this is that I started this podcast, it's about freelancing, so it's not directly related to my ideal clients. It's not aimed, it's not content that's aimed at my clients, it's aimed at other freelancers. But having said that, one unexpected benefit has been lead generation. So I wasn't necessarily starting out looking for more leads or more client projects because I don't talk about copywriting specifically or, you know, the services that I offer. So I wasn't necessarily expecting an increase in new client projects, but I would say there definitely has been an increase in traffic to my site and, you know, new leads coming in. It's quite tricky to attribute new projects to the podcast specifically, unless somebody comes to me and they say, oh, I heard your podcast and this is why I got in touch. But there definitely has been an increase in inquiries. I think part of that has been through referrals from other freelancers as much as clients actually hearing it themselves. 
But I do think that when clients see me showing up on LinkedIn and Twitter and talking about something that I'm creating, that does add a certain element of credibility and authority. So yeah, I think it definitely has had an income. It has had an impact on my freelance business for sure. I also love what you said that it is an unexpected result because I think going into podcasting, you always have expectations right it's like okay I think this might happen like for my podcast I thought okay this is gonna bring me clients Mm -hmm. and also the interesting thing that I noticed like of course the podcast like how the podcast is related to to the business is completely different from what it is for you but what I realized is that for me it's more about nurturing people who are already in in my audience Mm -hmm. Or like you said, to bring that extra credibility for people who are already thinking about working with us, which I think is really, really interesting because, again, that's also super unexpected. So what I want to say with this is when you start a podcast, you can never really predict what's going to happen. I think that there is a lot of opportunity coming your way when you make yourself visible and when you create something (laughs) that is valuable to others. I think that will just get opportunities to your business in one way or another. Yeah, that's so true. And there are other unexpected opportunities that come along. You know, if you show up as someone who seems happy to participate in online discussions and create things and be part of the conversation, then you will be invited to be on other people's podcasts or to speak at events and that sort of thing. So you just, I think that these unexpected opportunities come up all over the place. And then another interesting side to it is having the opportunity to do a bit of like one-to-one coaching with listeners. So that is, that's almost like a new service. So helping individuals put some of the advice on the podcast into practice. So that's not something that I'm particularly advertising, but it is something that's sort of been sort of slowly bubbling away in the background. And I'd love to do more of that. That's been really interesting too. So it's quite exciting to see where this could go. You don't really know, do you? Just keep doing it, keep showing up and you just never know what's going to be around the corner with it, which is something that I really love for sure. Yeah, exactly. New service, like you said, like coming up, that sounds really cool. So what I was also wondering, I mean, we cannot leave this interview without this question. I really want to know the answer. How do you make sure that in a 15 minute interview, like 15 minutes is really, really short, How do you make sure that you get all the good info in 15 minutes? How do you make sure that you don't go for 30 minutes or I don't know, much longer? Or like, how do you time it so well? Yes, so this, I would definitely say this is quite a challenging format. So earlier I said, I thought that 15 minutes would be pretty easy to produce. And perhaps it's easier than doing hour long episodes. I don't know, I haven't done that. But It is quite challenging to do, especially for interviews in 15 minutes. There's not very much time to do a long intro and dig into the guest's origin story. And, you know, on the solo episodes, I'll always think, oh, there's more I could say about this, or I didn't have time to mention this caveat or whatever. But the way that I see it now, and this is kind of based on what listeners have told me, is that it's just kind of planting a seed to give people some ideas or a starting point for how to solve a problem or just kind of encourage them to think about something and then they can go off and do their own research or find out more by themselves so you know I'm not promising to have all the answers but hopefully it's enough to help people cut through all the bs and take that first step themselves the way that I try to make sure that I do cover you know the sort of main points in 15 minutes is for the solo episodes I'll make a list of bullet points for things that I want to cover so I don't script it entirely I have sort of experimented with scripting it and just using bullet points and 
somewhere in the middle usually works best for me but I like to have a list of the few sort of key points that I want to cover and then in the interview ones I like to have a chat with the person beforehand especially if I don't know them so that'll just be a very quick sort of 15 or 20 minute chat just to see you know what they like what do they like to talk about we can maybe talk through some possible angles and some points that we want to cover and then I'll have a list of a few questions that I want to ask them and I'll share those in advance so that they know you know what we're going to talk about and then when I'm on the interview I will just kind of follow the conversation but use those questions as a bit of a structure so that I know we don't miss anything important and we don't sort of go down rabbit holes and lose the time because I am very conscious that in 15 minutes we don't have a whole lot of time for tangents but equally if we do end up with a you know the guest wants to tell a story that maybe wasn't something that I was expecting then it could be something that's really interesting to the audience so there's an element of being flexible too. Yeah, okay. So you don't necessarily interrupt answers when they're too long. You just let that go and just go with the conversation, like you said. Yeah, that's right. I like to just try and make it sound like a natural conversation and not sort of interrupt. But this is something that I definitely try to work on and try and improve my interview skills because it's really challenging. And I did not realize this before I started to have a conversation that is a genuine conversation but you're you know you've got an eye on the time you're thinking I want to make sure that the guest gets the chance to tell the stories that they'd like to tell I want them to be comfortable I want it to sound natural but I want to make sure that if they say anything you know is there an obvious question that the audience might ask at this point are there terms that need defined so it's quite tricky to try and have these different thought processes going at once that's definitely something that I'm working on <laughs> Right. I mean, I think this is also something, at least in my experience, I'll say that there's just so much growth that you go through when you record these interviews, interview episodes. Like when I listened to an interview episode two years ago, they're very different. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just naturally improve so much by just doing it. But I also think that you chose a challenging format, like 15 minutes interviews. Yeah. That sounds challenging. And I mean, as someone who's been on your podcast, like you do it well. Like it's oh, awesome. <laughs> I think I think our episode was exactly 15 minutes. And I was just so impressed. I was like, how does she do it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that extra element that you add for yourself to make it even more challenging. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I do say to myself, well, you know, if someone is, I feel like this person might be a bit of a talker, a bit of a storyteller, then I will let them go on a bit. And I in the back of my mind, I think. When we come to edit this, if we've got way more than 15 minutes, then maybe I'll split it in two and we'll do a two-parter. But most of the time, I think the audience is pretty generous and flexible. They don't mind too much if it goes over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, of course. Like, they probably don't sit there with their stopwatch running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Louise, thank you so much for sharing about your podcast journey. I think it was really interesting to hear how you differentiated your podcast differentiated like against all the other players that are already there how you really made it your own your own format and how you make it work how you improved over the past 60 episodes which is awesome (laughs) and I'm excited to see what's more there to come there's also of course the episode that we recorded together 15 minutes Mm -hmm. for your uh, for your podcast so I'll definitely make sure to link that one in the show notes but where else can people find out more about you and about your podcast? Oh, thank you so much. It's been really fun to chat about this and kind of look back over my journey over the last year and a half. 
so yeah if people want to go and listen to the podcast it's called 15 minute freelancer and it's on all the usual platforms the website is 15 minutefreelancercom otherwise you can find me on twitter at louise shanahan underscore or on linkedin is the other place where i spend most of my time so yeah come and say hi <laughs> awesome we'll make sure to add all the links to the show notes so you can just go there and find out more about louise about the podcast definitely go check it out yeah thank you again for being here louise this was awesome yeah thank you so much for having me all right that's it for today do you want to know more of my podcast monetization and growth tips i share my best tips with my email list so click the link in the show notes to receive our weekly value-packed podcast newsletter i'll see you there Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.